to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Today, I'm sharing how to make better decisions. Do you have a process for deciding things? So many people get stalled out in taking actions because they really don't have a useful process for making decisions. Whether it's doubting the options, wanting more information, or simply not trusting yourself to know, we're breaking down all of your excuses and fears around decisions today. When I help my clients make better decisions, it doesn't mean that I'm helping them to always make the right decision with perfection. That's what they think they want, of course, but what we actually do is much more useful than that. I help them make decisions with confidence that they use the best information available to them at the time, that they can handle any result from that decision, and that they know how to evaluate and move forward after implementing a decision. Because yeah, sometimes what we decide doesn't work out the way we want, and we want to make sure that we know how to handle that and deal with the next thing. The lack of a decision is almost always worse than an actual decision. Two things actually happen when you don't make a decision. First, you actually are making a decision. It's just a passive one. You're deciding to keep doing what you're currently doing, which either isn't working how you want it to, which is why you're thinking you need to make a decision, or it's essentially meaning that you're doing nothing. Like, we're not taking any action here. It really depends on what situation you're specifically talking about with your decision process. The second thing that happens when you don't make a decision is that you aren't taking an action. You aren't learning and you aren't growing. Not deciding really just keeps you in exactly the same place, which probably feels kind of safe, but also very frustrating. And you're like, why can't I get out of this? Oh, because I'm not making a decision. Now, here's something even more fascinating to me. We actually make decisions about most things very quickly, like maybe 30 seconds, once we bother to sit down and consider them. Once our brain goes, we're making a decision, we're pretty much like, okay, I've decided. However, most of us think that all that time between considering options and making a decision is our decision-making process. You know what we're actually doing in that time? Pretty much nothing most of the time. We're probably distracting ourselves, delaying it, doing something else so that we aren't thinking about it. And we're kind of waiting for an answer to come to us or hoping for clarity to just pop into our brains. None of that works, of course. And if we are doing something, we're generally looking for justification for our decision. We're looking for reasons that we can feel good about what we think we're deciding. Like we want support from our family or our peers. We want to look smart for making this decision, right? Or we're looking for the belief that we need, that we will follow through, or that it's possible for us to make this decision work. And we're looking for any support in general that makes us feel safe, either trying the option or telling us that we will be okay if we end up failing with it in some way. And all of that justification is completely logical, and of course we want it. It's just, let's be clear that that's what our brain is actually doing. We've already made a decision, and now we just want to feel good about it. And most of us have learned and believe to some degree that responsible, smart decision-making is something that takes a lot of time and effort. We need to consider at least three candidates. We need to get buy-in from specific people in our life. We need to take it very seriously and sleep on it. So many different beliefs that we have. And while all of those are probably important to some degree, I want you to challenge the way that you do think about them and question where are you blindly following that and where is it actually serving you? 
So here are three things to consider about decisions that might change your entire experience with them. First, everything that you do is optional. You always have a choice. You're either deciding to keep what you have or are doing right now, whether that's on purpose or because of indecision, or you're deciding to do something different. Learning that that is true can completely change your experience with decisions and just with everything in your life. Two, there are no right or wrong decisions. There is only the choice you make and how you respond to what comes of it. You can always change your decision after testing it. You will then have new and better information, so it's even easier to know if you like the decision or not. When you focus too much on making the right decision, you tend to avoid doing much of anything. It's pointless perfectionism, really. And I've seen it keep so many amazing, smart, talented, wonderful people stuck literally for years. Much of the desire to make the right decision comes from what you think it will mean about you or from the pressure that you feel from other people's judgments or even the possibility that you might let someone down, waste resources, or look foolish. However, none of those fears helps you make a good decision. And the third thing I want you to know about decisions is that the more decisions that you make on purpose, consciously, knowing that you're making them, the better you get at making decisions, following through on them, and figuring out what to do next. Knowing these three things, imagine how different decision-making can become for you. First, when you realize that every choice is optional, even the ones that don't feel like they're optional, like maybe taking care of your kids or showing up to work every day, you can start to feel just how much control you actually have in your life. You actually can choose not to take care of your kids. You can choose to leave a relationship. You can decide not to do your job. Most of us think that that's not true, that we have this choice, because we're like, but there's consequences to choosing those. Yes, that is the key. Yes, there are consequences. You get to choose if you want those consequences or not, but that's a choice you're making. So yeah, you might be feeling pressure or you might see like, it's very clear if I don't take care of my kids, I'm a bad person and I go to jail. Sure, maybe that's the answer. And so you're making a choice there. Oh, I would rather take care of my kids because one, I'm actually a nice person and I do love them. Two, I don't really want to go to jail. Three, that would be weird. Whatever your thought process is, right? But when you can see that you are making a choice, how much more powerful does that feel? You don't feel quite as trapped by the fact that you have children and are taking care of them. The trick here, like I said, is really just seeing that you're choosing to stay and do the things because you like the outcome that it's creating. And therefore, you do want to do the things. My clients always tell me how much lighter they feel when this sinks in for them. Even if they don't change anything, seeing how they do have a choice and that they're making a decision, it makes them feel a lot better. Two, you can stop feeling stuck or trapped in your work and your life. When you realize that you aren't required to decide any particular thing in any particular way, you can stop trying to anticipate what others will think of you or expect of you. Granted, I'm sure your brain will still go there because you do operate in a society filled with people. But if you can let go of some of that, you can focus instead on what makes sense for you and what you want. Of course, you can consider the impact of your decisions on other people, but don't feel tied to deciding things to the detriment of your own health, happiness, or progress, if that doesn't make sense for you. The key is to be able to find the reasons for your decisions and then make sure that you like your reasons. It really is an exercise in awareness in a lot of cases. For example, I'm happy to decide to do things that aren't convenient or even fun for me sometimes because what is important to me is that maybe I spend time and do things that are helpful for my family. Specifically, my son loves video games. 
I do not give a crap about them. And in fact, it makes me dizzy to watch the screen when he's playing video games. But he is so happy when he gets to talk about them or I sit and ask him questions about it and engage about video game stuff. So while it means nothing to me and is not exciting for me, I do them because it is a way that I can connect with my son and show him that I'm engaged and care about him and am willing to make that connection that way. So I like my reasons for that, even though maybe it's not exactly something I would choose if I didn't have my son and he wasn't into video games. And the third thing that changes is that you can remove so much pressure from every decision. No decision is permanent. We don't have to stick to something just because we decided it five years ago or 20 years ago. We always have the right to make a change to what we want to do. No matter what you decide and no matter what happens, you will always make progress and learn and grow from your decisions. No decision is going to make or break your entire life as long as you know that you're always allowed to change your mind and you are consistent in reevaluating your results on a regular basis. So yes, I'm sure your brain's like, what if you made that horrible decision to marry the wrong person in your 20s? Great, you can change that decision and get a divorce later. Will there be repercussions and could it be messy and uncomfortable and annoying? Sure, but you don't have to keep being miserable by staying in that relationship and that marriage. That is a decision where you learned something, you have new data, and you get to change your mind and do something different next. When you can let go of all of that, you stop worrying as much about what will happen, will it work out, etc. You worry less about wasting time on the wrong decision. That fear of wasting time or money on the wrong decision has stopped so many of my friends and clients from doing things that they really want to do. It's really quite crippling, and I hate seeing that for them. When you make decisions with a clear approach and knowing these three things, you actually get better at making decisions, meaning you make them faster and with less stress. And you learn to not just make decisions, but also to commit to them, take action, and quickly learn from them. When you're used to making decisions, you spend a lot more time actually doing things, learning, and growing, which means you are getting to your goals faster. And it probably means you're a lot more effective with the way that you use your time. Because you're spending more time doing than you are fretting and thinking and wondering and worrying. For example, say you're trying to decide whether you should hire some new staff before the end of the year. There's likely some factual data to look at to analyze that decision. You can pull up the data, review it, and make a decision in an hour probably. What actually happens is you know you should hire someone, you decide it passively, and then you sit on it because the next piece of the decision, like who should I hire and how do I hire them and what if they don't want to work with me? What if I can't pay them what they want? And you have all these thoughts, you stop. You don't take action. You don't follow through on the decision. And you sit there worrying that even if you know who you want, what if they don't work out? What if you find the person, but then they don't say yes, or they start and then they quit? So many worries, right? got to break it down and know that it's one decision at a time and that you are able to deal with every piece of it. So to continue that example, you wait for a few months. You don't do anything about hiring someone. And you might even tell yourself you're putting off the decision, waiting to make sure you really need them. And then it gets more painful showing up to work every day because you can't keep up with your client load without having more people on staff. And the staff that you do have is overworked and tired and grumpy. So you finally decide it's time and you throw together a job description and a job listing and put it out there. And then you interview some people and then you can't decide if any of them are quite the right fit. Or maybe you like one of them, but you can't decide what salary to offer her or when the start date should be or how you're going to train them when they do get there. So you wait and you think about it. And then a few more weeks go by 
and your favorite candidate has now found another job by the time you make a decision. And then your second, third, and fourth choices have also found other jobs while you were thinking and making that decision. Honestly, the key to making decisions well is to develop the habit or the strength of having your own back, meaning that whatever you decide, you don't make it a personal or moral problem about yourself if the decision doesn't play out the way you hoped. You give yourself a process for deciding, committing, acting, following through, and then evaluating and making the next decision. While this sounds logical and simple, because it is, the hard part is, of course, all the emotions and the overthinking that habitually happen through this process. Just like in the example of hiring someone, there's so many decision points along the way and so many places for your brain to wander and worry and wonder and just be confused, right? And all of that makes it really hard to make a decision. So you spend a lot of time in hesitation, second guessing, You worry about what it will mean if you fail or are wrong. The hard thing that you have to do here is to take yourself there, answer those questions. What if you fail? What if you were wrong? What will happen? What will it mean about you, about your business? And what will you do? Answer those questions for yourself. Realistically, you might feel frustrated or embarrassed. Maybe you'll have spent some money that you wish you hadn't. But guess what you do have now? You have new knowledge. You have information that you can use to move forward and work with. You can make new decisions, probably even more useful decisions or at least more informed decisions because you made an earlier decision and took action. This process is so critical when you're trying something new. It's useful at all times, but it is essential when you're doing something new or different for you or your business because you simply can't know or guarantee a result when you've never done it before. But you can promise yourself that you will take action, gather data, and keep going and tweaking as you learn. Will it be easy and effortless and you will always be happy and wonderful throughout the process? No, there may be tears, there may be frustration, but this is what effective decision-making at work looks like. And then you just keep going over and over. You make more and more decisions. Spend a little time noticing where your decision-making tends to get delayed in your life or at work. Why are you putting off decisions or avoiding them? Is it simple decision fatigue? If so, maybe you solve it by reducing your exposure to decisions in the moment or your need to make as many decisions at all. Yeah, that actually is an option. You can change the circumstance of decisions in your life. Maybe you plan out all of your outfits and meals a week in advance and eliminate a whole host of daily decisions from your personal life. That's one of the benefits of planning your calendar in advance, actually. You remove the need to decide in the moment what to work on. You decide in advance and then you follow through. A whole skill set there. Decisions are important and they do require your attention. I'm not saying to make light of any decision. What I want is for you to come up with a process that works for you. What makes decisions easier and more effective is putting in the time ahead of the decision point to know what matters to you. What are your criteria for decisions? What are your priorities, whether those are life priorities, work priorities, or a combination? What knowledge or research would you need to have on hand to make your decisions? Because a lot of times it is valid to say, oh, I need to go find this piece of information before I can decide. You might have thought you were ready to make a decision, but when presented with the opportunity, you realize there's a whole host of information you'd like to know. One, be clear with yourself if you're just delaying a decision by pretending you need information or if you actually need that information. But it is valid that sometimes we do need additional information, knowledge, research, etc. to decide. Just be clear with yourself on that. 
So when you can have all of these things and be clear about what your criteria are in advance, making decisions becomes much more straightforward. It becomes less of a challenge for your brain and more of a clear, check the box, this works for me and I'm done approach. Nice and easy, right? Okay, so let's recap. Most decisions are made in less than a minute. Everything else is just your brain trying to justify the decision so you don't feel exposed or uncertain or nervous about the execution of that choice in case it doesn't work out how you hoped. And there are three main points about decisions to keep in mind when you feel stuck. One, everything you do is optional. You always have a choice. You are either deciding to keep what you have or are doing right now, whether that's on purpose or because of indecision, or you are deciding to do something different. Two, there are no right or wrong decisions. There is only the choice you make and how you respond to what comes of it. You can always change your decision after testing it. You will have new and better information then as well. And finally, the more decisions you make consciously and on purpose, the better you get at making decisions and trusting yourself to follow through and evaluate. So next time you find yourself wishing you could make better decisions or when you notice yourself saying or thinking something like, I need to think about that. I don't know. Let me get back to that decision. Something like that that's like, oh, wait, why am I not making this decision? Come back to this episode and apply one or more of the takeaways here to help you decide and move forward. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Find up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.